Hello, everybody. This is Francisco, F-G-O-G-R here with the Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever. And we are going to talk about gaming news I cared about since the last time I did this. Anyways, some things that happened, some things that went down, the things that I want to talk about. <clears throat> Post-haste. First and foremost, let's let's start with the game that has been on my mind for quite a bit now. It's Metroid Dread. I have finished my playthrough of it. I will write up a review for it and post it here as soon as I can. Great game already. I'm already telling you about it. Sheesh, man. You can look at my playthrough of that on my YouTube channel. It's 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 some good stuff. It is some some really good stuff. If if you're on the fence for this game, please get off of it now. Please get off of it. You don't you even need, you don't need to even think about it. Just go and get it. Anyways, one of the interesting bits of gaming news regarding Metroid Dread was a specific article from the video game outlet Tokotaku that basically was horrifically written, titled and written by the author of that piece. But regardless, we're just going to lump all of Kotaku in there because they are responsible for anything that they publish on the internet. And they have thoroughly, well, they have tried to hide their past article regards to this, but there is still evidence of it on the internet from people who did to take screenshots of it and it was an article that was talking about the release of Metroid Dread and the fact that it's on the Nintendo Switch it released alongside the Nintendo Switch OLED model, the OLED model and that the game as of right now on the Nintendo Switch can be played at max docked mode at 1080p with regards to resolution and even the frame rate of the game, I think it's 60 frames per second, but even then, it's not even a completely locked one. There are dips in the performance from what I have played through, but regardless, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with the game anyways, because it is it is as optimized as it can possibly be on the Nintendo Switch. However, the writer of this article felt that it was not enough, and essentially made an article... That was, in a way, a hit piece on on the fact that Nintendo Switch is not a 4K model. And then there is no 4K model of the Nintendo Switch. There is no more powerful Nintendo Switch out there that can run a game like this at 4K 60 frames per second. And made, made light and made notes of the fact that the game is already being emulated on powerful gaming PCs through the Nintendo Switch emulators that are out there. And the article did start out saying that if any of Nintendo's lawyers are watching or reading this, just turn away now. And right there and then you're already baiting some people to look at this article and be like, what are you gonna do, dude? And it, it truly was a, a stupid moment for, for someone like uh, that writes for a prominent gaming outlet for game an outlet for gaming news for like like Kotaku look it's one thing when Joe Schmo on the internet tweets it out or puts a crap post 
on YouTube or does something like what I do here on the Frank Op Show and just talks about stuff and it, and nobody really cares about it. But Kotaku has been in the gaming industry for a long, long time now. And there is a certain air of professional responsibility that you have to have if you want to be truly considered a games journalist or a games journalism outlet. And games journalism is a joke to most people, including myself. (laughs) It seems like, especially now in the days of non-print media, seems like something that is is kind of stupid in a way but but it's it's not because that we can't have people who are true game journalists and go out there and try and and have insight on the games industry every industry every single form of entertainment should have people who are insiders and journalists writing about the ins and outs of that particular field so it, it, the the thing is that games journalists have a bad rap because of things like this the immaturity the lack of res- professionalism the lack of responsibility at times with regards to the things that they write and the things they put out there and understandably so uh, ugh, understandably so they changed it but even then the the intention of the article still is front and center. It is a cry by the person that wrote it that they are upset that there is no Nintendo Switch 4K model. There is no Nintendo Switch Pro, a professional whatever model of the Nintendo Switch that is more powerful. Kind of like what the uh, the new um, the new Steam Deck, whatever they're calling it, that uh, Valve is making. That's a portable handheld that is powerful. But that's Nintendo. And when you, you're you dealing with a company like this, then sure, you're, gonna de- you're just going to have to suck it up and take it. Or you write an editorial, your own opinion piece, that expresses how you feel about it. But this didn't have that same sort of air with regard with regards to why they want to complain about this, they just essentially were like, you know, Metroid can be pirated, everybody. Go ahead and do it. That's, it's it's a better experience if you just do it that way. For a game series that I truly care about, so I am biased about it, look, I bought, I bought it on day one. I bought the game on day one, I played it on day one, and I've already beaten it. And... It's a series that really, really needs support in order for Nintendo to think about making more games in the series. We're luckily going to get Metroid Prime 4, but who knows after that. We just have to see how this game does and the next game does. But even then, that's that's not really, that's not really the, the heart as to why this is wrong. It's wrong. Look, people pirate games. I'm not... I'm not, you know, I'm not going to deny that. People do it. People do it. And people do what they want to do. People are going to pirate whether they want to admit to it or not. But, But when you are a certain outlet for this, it is 
a when you are considered to be a member of the industry, a member of the games journalism, a portion of the games industry, you need to have some sort of air of professionalism and responsibility and accountability with regards to this. And, it, and, it, and even throughout this, it seems like Kotaku and the person who wrote this don't see it that way and only retracted some of the things that they stated because they were probably going to lose some important insider perks from other developers and other publishers because when you talk about pirating games to the game developers, game publishers, when they hear that, they think, well, they could say that about any game on the Nintendo Switch. So my indie title, which I was going to give them an access code, uh, a reviewer copy beforehand, and my game is pretty much exclusively on the Switch or it's on the Switch and the PC, but it's like, why would I give it to Kotaku? They're going to tell people, hey, why don't you pirate this one too? Because it'll run in 60 frames and 4K on a powerful gaming PC. Uh, it, it, It just seems so stupid to do. And I don't know what's going to happen to this writer. Probably nothing. I think that it was just like a slap on the wrist for them. But Kotaku, I, I don't, I don't really go to them for my gaming news. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Really, I, I get my gaming news off of Twitter. That's it. That's it. I pick, I pick up stuff, bits and pieces. Twitter and YouTube. That's it. So that's that's not where I go to anymore. I used to a long time ago, but. They have fallen by the wayside, and and here's another reason why not to read them. So, I don't know, they screwed up, but I, ho- I don't think it'll really affect Metroid Dread anyways, because there's enough Nintendo fans and enough people who want to legitimately purchase the game that are just going to do it that way. Look, and some people may emulate it anyways, and they may do it legitimately, where they actually own a copy of the game and just play it on their PC just to see how it is or there are people just they weren't going to buy it anyways and they're just going to do it that way anyways you can't stop it you just can't so I don't really want to harp on that and (laughs) I've had a lot of benefits from emulation anyways so I'm not even going to complain about that either and on the legal side emulators are illegal they are perfectly legal it's just the way you come about using them which could push them into illegal territory so um but that's more of the actions of the user, not the actions of the program itself. Okay. Now, uh, actually, let's just take a break for a bit for a word from our sponsors. Next on the docket, I've got uh, some. the final character for Super Smash Brothers was revealed and has already been released. It is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I have no association with the Kingdom Hearts franchise at all. I've owned strictly Nintendo consoles for quite a bit now until, well, more recently for the most part. I've had other consoles before. I've had I've had a PS2 briefly. I've had a PlayStation Portable. I've, I've, I have a PS1 still. haven't sold that one just yet. Uh, but the Kingdom Hearts series hasn't really had or hasn't had any mainline entries for a Nintendo console and we've had I guess a bit like a DS and Game Boy Advance release, but even then, you need to actually 
play the other ones on the PlayStation 2 and in order to connect those or the new newest one on PS4. So it, it's a series that doesn't matter to me much. So seeing Sora, I, I wish it was a character that I knew more. It's not that I don't know who Sora is, it's just I don't know the character himself. And I'm not going to bother to get Kingdom Hearts anytime soon. Nor am I going to bother to get the cloud versions of those games when they release on the Switch. Because that sounds like an even worse option than trying to hunt down a, a PS2 and getting the games that way. Or a PlayStation 4 and getting the games through that. So there's uh, no reason for me to kind of get into the series for now. But... Seeing the reaction from other people who truly, truly, truly wanted this character in the game, it, it's heartwarming. It, it truly is. People are crying. People are just... And that Disney magic, you could you could feel it even in that that short trailer for Sora when he was revealed with all the Smash Brothers characters from Nintendo, at least, and, and, and Square. When you saw them and you saw him pop out and, and the music and the... the the, the, the fairy dust all over the place as he's flowing across like Peter Pan that that's pretty cool that was pretty cool so and look Disney has dabbled in video games before anyways so it's it's not completely a reveal of a character that's non video games but it's a company that people don't really associate with video games much at all even though there's plenty of Disney video games or games based on Disney properties, but yeah, yeah. So uh, I've already played him. He's very floaty, very very floaty. So you can expect him to be a little, uh, a little mix of Mewtwo. Feels like a character like he would he would have fit perfectly in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. But likely I'm not going to main him at all. And he's pretty light too, so I think you can KO him pretty quickly. But he's got some pretty good combos to try and avoid that. But he's, he's an incredibly floaty, floaty character. Okay. Next here we have the Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox Series X mini fridge is going to go on pre-order today. I am considering it, but scalpers are already going nuts on them already. You can check eBay. People try to sell them hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars above the original price for them and that's just way too much for a mini fridge that's shaped like an xbox series x rather than an actual xbox series x and i i i've never paid a scalper for anything and i don't intend on doing that now i think uh i I just i don't think it's worth whatever they're asking for. Some people are really desperate and they want a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X right now. But I I just think it's it's just a matter of waiting. Don't worry. You'll you'll get it at some point. You you've likely not played through any of the games that you have left anyways from your prior console. That's where I'm at. If you go if I think if everybody had a howlongtobeat.com profile and truly recorded the games that they do own and the games they have started and not completed, 
you're gonna see like how many games you have in your backlog that you have not gotten to and you probably shouldn't even buy any video games because it is never gonna go down if you keep continuing to buy games but things like gamerpower.com will help you get more free games and the backlog will never end and that's that's where I'm at with <laughs> with my gaming collection the backlog will never end I I've kind of accepted that it's just I want to keep it below a certain percentage of games that are in my backlog out of the total amount of games that I've 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 owned or beaten or played at the very least and it's it's been it's been a struggle it's been a struggle but but uh, I, I've I've beaten enough games anyways. It's 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 still I think it's still like a sixty forty split of all the games that I've owned, where I've beaten sixty percent of them. So that's that's at least good. <laughs> it's not more than half, because then that would be a problem. <clears throat> so okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, the Xbox Series X mini fridge is out. Or it's going to be out. It's going to be sold at Target. If I see one at Target, I I could probably buy it and have it in my office as my mini fridge. I don't have a fridge here, and I think it would it would be pretty cool to have it. But hopefully nobody like breaks in and thinks it's a real Series X and takes it and just realizes it's a fridge. <laughs> what is this leftover tuna? Yes, yes, it is at sixty frames per second, four K locked <laughs> uh look at that ray tracing anyways yeah 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 okay all right so uh, other bit of news and it, it seems like this is kind of a kind of a weird thing but sony is threatening dbrand over playstation 5 faceplates that they sell and dbrand is ready to go to court against sony right now and i haven't really viewed much about the case but from what i have what i have picked up is that it it has more to do with sony trying to enforce their patent on or maybe even their trademark of the shape of the console and that you cannot copy the shape of the console and sell it to someone else and you know a lot a lot of video game companies the shape of the console or at least the look of the console matters with regards to how people perceive it when you see a nintendo 64 and you see it like the nes is iconic look to it the the wii has an iconic look to it the original xbox has an iconic look to it even the original um uh, the original ps3 has an iconic look to it although they've they had the revisions and stuff i mean if i if i had to choose of the three i still would prefer the first one of how it looked but but yeah there there the it matters what the systems look like that is part of the brand image when you think about the console history but here we're having someone sell faceplates and this is something new with regards to 
customizing of your consoles. People really want to customize their consoles. The PlayStation 5 only comes in white. It only comes in white. Some people want to change it to, to a different color. Some people want an all-black one. And election looks pretty sick when you when you see the the, the faceplates that dbrand is selling for the PlayStation 5 the 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 all black with like a matte finish to it it, it looks amazing like I would buy that for myself and dbrand is actually taking this thing pretty much in stride they they do have a legal defense team against Sony right now and they made a second version of their what they call it the dark plate for the PlayStation 5 and the uh, their official website has, has a hilariously made uh, and a really well done made well well made uh, viewing of the of the faceplate, which taunts Sony and their lawyers <laughs> with regards to their design and everything. So it it, it really they they really are taking this inside as much as possible but they do feel like they're they're going to win in this case or else they probably would not have done this and they're like checkmate lawyers <laughs> they got 2.0 version of this they just made it better they just made it better than what they they had before and so sony's lawsuit is actually pushing them to make their stuff even more high quality more well made they have led versions with like with light strips and everything i mean it is uh, it, it's pretty cool, it, or at least it, that's uh, what they're they're trying to add to them. So they're going to have a, a third wave of these things soon enough, and they have a version for both the the PS5 all digital edition and the regular PlayStation 5. And th it's pretty like this is pretty awesome. They only make the dark plates for the PlayStation 5 because, of course, the Series X comes in one col one color also. Aside from the Halo one that's about to release, and that one is an all-black console, anyways. So this this will really make your PS5 if you have the Series X, or if you have the PS4, it it'll match your PS4, or your PS3, or your PS2. Yeah, actually, the PS2 was black too initially too. So you know, Sony's only really made this is like their first white console that was specifically made white, and the PlayStation One was made gray. So, yeah, they've pretty much stuck to a default black console for the most part, which is hmm, different, different. But that's what's going on with dbrand, and they're they also make skins and everything, dark plate and all that stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. That's 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 a really funny thing that's happening with the games industry. All right, so. This is the biggest bit of news that matters to me, and it'll probably be where I will end on. And it is the announcement of the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, as they call it. And the fact that people hate it. <laughs> or at least most people dislike what is going to be happening with this. So Nintendo has announced that their Switch Online service will be adding Nintendo 64 games, Sega Genesis games, and for now, only announced an Animal Crossing DLC because Animal Crossing, the new one for the Nintendo Switch New Horizons, is adding a expansion to their game to add more functionality to it. And 
that's all well and good. I, I'm not into Animal Crossing, so I don't, I'm not going to buy it nor own any of that stuff. But I was mostly interested in the Nintendo 64 and was surprised that they're adding Sega Genesis. And look, I've the N64 games that they've announced, I've for the most part, most of them I've already played through. The Sega Genesis games, for the most part, I already own in some capacity because Sega has re-released their Genesis games in so many different ways that it's hard not to have anything from them at this point. And uh, you know, like it's, uh, that's fine. That's well and good. That's that's okay. That's okay. Uh, that seemed like a nice logical step to adding more consoles to it. Well, some people were disappointed. They wanted to see the Game Boy or Game Boy Color or even Game Boy Advance on the Switch Online, but so far we don't have that. And really pie in the sky, some people wanted GameCube. But I don't think that's going to come anytime soon. And I, I feel like Nintendo would rather remake GameCube games or compile them into compilation packs where they could sell them individually for more money. I think that's that may be where we're going with regards to this. They could sell the GameCube games individually just adding 60 frames per second locked and widescreen support to most of the the old games. I think that's what we're going to what we're going to see more than anything. If it came to the Switch online, I don't think we're we're going to see it, or if we do see it, then they will hike up the price, much like what they did with the expansion pack. So Nintendo Switch Online in the United States, for a person like me, an individual human being, you can pay essentially $20 per year to play online games. And there are numerous articles and videos showing that paying to play your video game consoles online, regardless if you have a PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo, really shouldn't be a thing because the service that they are providing is really not, it's really just a, like a mask to, to really show that you're really just doing peer-to-peer stuff and you could essentially, essentially these things could just be like the PC where you could just connect and that's it. There's really no difference there's not a big giant room of servers making sure everything goes hunky-dory most of the time it's it's a it's it's a it's a house of cards more than anything and well nintendo jumped into it this time and look they're the cheapest of the three companies that's fine that's good all right and we got uh, nintendo entertainment system games and we got Super Nintendo games on there as part of the service. So essentially, kind, kind of like Xbox Game Pass or even some games on PlayStation Plus, I can play a what is a pretty sizable amount of NES and Super Nintendo games, many of which will never be re-released individually or resold. So uh, I can play some of those, and I probably would never have played them before anyways. Uh, I can play those as long as I keep my subscription. And yes, I have the classic Nintendo Fair where you get Super Mario Brothers and Zelda Link to the Past and Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that, but I've played through those so many times before that it's it's really more about those those third party those third party ones or even the even more obscure Nintendo published games like Star Tropics or something like that. That's where the value of the service really comes in for me. 
And then you have the other stuff. You have like Tetris 99, Pac-Man 99. They briefly did Super Mario Bros. 35. Those were those were fun to to get, and sometimes you get some perks from like Super Smash Brothers, and some they had some DLC perks before, and both of, all of these things for the twenty bucks were previews as to what they were going to do next, and what they're doing next is the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, what I just stated before with the N sixty four, the Genesis, and this Animal Crossing DLC. However. They are going to raise the price by $30 to a $50 a year subscription. Now, that's still cheaper than what you can get on Xbox and PlayStation. However, for many people, including myself, it's still not worth it. It is still not worth it. Now, the Nintendo 64 and the Genesis games will work pretty much just like the Nintendo, NES, and Super Nintendo games, where you can, you can have save states, where you can have rewind feature, and where you can also play with your friends online. Like, they, they have those features, and so that's fine and all. The Animal Crossing stuff, it's like, okay, as long as you have a subscription, you'll have this DLC. Like, that's fine and all. But the Animal Crossing stuff doesn't matter to me. So I could do without it. Lop off 10, 15 bucks from that. And I, I would be good. I would be good getting the expansion pack. But as of right now, it's going to debut with 9 Nintendo 64 games and like 12 Sega Genesis games. And for that price. Those 9 N64 games, it doesn't seem worth it to me. And it's mainly because I've played these games beforehand other places. And Nintendo hasn't shown enough other games from the N64 and even Genesis library from Sega to say that, oh, this is worth it for me to play those other games I would not be able to find elsewhere. Like Nintendo 64, Nintendo has, if you look at the N64's library and the stuff that's published by Nintendo, take away some of the licensed stuff, like the NBA games and stuff like that that they had on there, and Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest, like that stuff's never going to come back. And take away the stuff from Rare, for the most part, but we'll see. Banjo-Kazooie is one of the games that's that's going to come to the service but we don't know if we'll get the other stuff like Perfect Dark or Jet Force Gemini we don't know if we're getting that take away some of those and you're really left with a core amount of games from Nintendo and it's not much as far as the Mario games are concerned we are, it's going to debut with Mario, Super Mario 64 Mario Kart 64 and Dr. Mario 64 and and Mario Tennis so that's already four of, of the Mario games and Mario did some heavy lifting in the N64 days because Nintendo needed games to come out so and they've already announced that Mario Golf and Paper Mario are going to come to the service so that's already seven of Mario's games and thinking back on it there's not much more from Mario aside from the three Mario parties 
And so then you've exhausted the Mario lineup pretty quickly. Zelda, we know both Zeldas are coming. Ocarina of Time is going to come with it as the initial nine, and then Majora's Mask is going to be shortly afterwards. So there's Zelda. That's done. Pokemon, we know Pokemon Snap's coming. I would assume Pokemon Puzzle League will probably pop on there along with, uh, and we, we don't know if Stadium 1 or Stadium 2 is coming. And highly unlikely we're going to get Hey Pikachu because I don't even think the Switch has a microphone. So the stuff from Pokemon is not much. There's already one Kirby game. It's not debuting, but we know it's coming. And that's the only Kirby game. We're done there. Super Smash Bros. is probably going to come. Wasn't announced. Wasn't shown in any sort of way, but it'll probably come. So that's that's already gone. We don't know if Donkey Kong 64 is coming. It came out on the Wii U. I would think it would pop out onto the Switch, especially because it's a game that that could theoretically work on there. And 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 then we're we're, we're getting more slim pickings. We got Sin and Punishment, which is an import, but it's been re-released before on the Wii. So that's that's not, and I think the Wii U. So that's not really a big, big deal anymore. And Star Fox 64 is always re-released in so many different ways that it's, it's <laughs> like, Star Fox 64 just should come with whatever Nintendo system comes out next. <laughs> so that's, that's already, that's, and that's all of Star Fox. That's the entire Star Fox series, so... Like I'm, I'm already naming most of the notable or Nintendo published N64 games. There is not much. There isn't that much. It, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's one of Nintendo's, I guess, most paltry of lineups with regards to their consoles. I mean, it, I, I could, it'll, it, it may even match the Nintendo Wii U in terms of Nintendo published games. I may have to look that up. But the Wii U is probably less because we didn't even get um, certain franchises on that console. But but it's it's slim pickings. It is slim pickings. And I think Nintendo would have done better if they had announced that their entire library of N64 games was going to be on there. Like just straight up just say, look, we got everything except for the license sports stuff and uh, maybe they even license a Tetris game that probably wouldn't even come out uh, there there would be no the rare stuff was basically a game by game basis and the stuff that was that heavily re- relied on a accessory basically the, the Pokemon games I talked about Stadium Stadium 2 and Hey You Pikachu like that stuff probably won't come but everything else, even though Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 could work as a virtual console game, you just have to use the rental Pokemon. But everything else, you'll have to... Like, everything else is there. Like, this is it. This is, there's the entire library. And it'll be out by the end of this year or something like that. I think people would have been more on board with it if they had just come straight out and said that. And then gone ahead and said... We're going to try and work with third parties to try and get those licenses for some of the obscure third-party games on the N64 because 
when people name N64 games, most don't talk about third-party games. Aside from the rare stuff, and even in some of the sports titles. But many people don't really talk about much of the other stuff. I mean, there were two Castlevania games on there. They weren't great, but there were two of them. And Nintendo could be like, here are the Castlevanias. Here's Bomberman 64. Here's Mega Man 64. They could have done that. And people would have been like, all right, you know what? I, most people probably didn't even have those games on the Nintendo 64. And be like, uh, 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 if they originally owned one before. And they sure as heck didn't come out on the Wii or the Wii U. Because I think the Wii and the Wii U strictly had Nintendo's library of stuff, and that was it. But it's like, okay, well, we got that. We'll, we'll, we'll do that then. Yeah, that then 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 it would seem like a more valuable proposition. But I say seem because once more, the N sixty four library is limited. It, there, there's a finite amount, and there's not many games that are so notable from third parties that would you would want to see on the service. So then we move on to, all right, Sega Genesis. Once more, you can get all those games in some sort of other way. It's even on the Switch. Sega already sold a Sega Genesis collection on there. So if you bought that collection already, then the Switch Online service doesn't matter to you. And they only, for me, someone like me, they only announced Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You, like, for me, it's like, you get Sonic 3 and Knuckles on there, I could do it. It's my favorite game of all time. But Sega's already announced that they're re-releasing those games in their own separate collection. And I think they're going to do it in widescreen 60 frames per second using the, the stuff Christian Whitehead did for Sonic Mania. Like, if they're doing that, then why would I want the Genesis service if the four games that I want already are going to be someplace else? So, the Genesis games, and I've, I've played them on the Wii already, and I've had them in multiple different packs like Sonic Mega Collection and Sonic Gems Collection. There's Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection on the PS4 and the Xbox 3, or PS3 and Xbox 360. And there's another, and the, this current Genesis collection, which is on the Switch and the PS4 and the Xbox One, and and PCs. Like <laughs> Sega games don't really do it for me. They don't do it for a lot of people because Sega's they, they've got the Sega Genesis Mini. They they've done it so many times that it's like, like yeah, Sega will give you like. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad for Sega to license their stuff. I think they. You, you can just basically get Sonic in anything now. So it's not a big deal to see Sega games uh, as part of a service. Like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Kind of expected that earlier than this, but sure. You know, Sega, that's what they do. So then it's like, why couldn't they get the Game Boy games on there? It seemed like that would be the simplest thing to do. They could have added Game Boy games. They could have just... And, and look, Nintendo's... Even when I think about Game Boy games, original Game Boy games, or even lumped in the Game Boy Color, 
there's not much from Nintendo that that seems like there are notable games. You got a Kid Icarus, you got Donkey Kong '94, you have Donkey Kong Land series, you have Mario Land, Mario Land Two, you got Wario Land, you have the Pokemon games, but I doubt Nintendo would. Uh, and the Pokemon Company would release those on a service like this. You've got those. Link's Awakening, Oracle of Ages, Oracle Seasons. There are some good games there, but... But you got to think of the all the third parties, and there would be a ton of third-party ones, but it's like you could have thrown those in. I don't think emulating those would have been that tough. And I, I think you could have done that, and I think you could have done Game Boy Advance because... Nintendo hasn't shown much love to Game Boy Advance games. They did it on the Wii U, which was strange because it seemed like the 3DS was even more perfect for it. And I know that because I have a 3DS that does have officially released Nintendo Game Boy Advance games on there. And they didn't do it on there, but now you have a Switch console that can do it. It seems only right for it to be on the switch and yet they don't do it and it doesn't matter if the image is blown up or not because you did it on the Wii U and the image was blown up on that thing too so why haven't we seen the Game Boy Advance that much because I know that emulating the Game Boy Advance is easy because my rinky-dink school computer from back in 2004 could do it so when I was in public school, in high school, so that means that Nintendo can sure as heck do it on the Nintendo Switch. And, yeah, you may even get some re-releases of stuff, but we've already seen it. So it's like, oh, well, we're just going to re-release Super Mario Brothers again? You guys love re-releasing Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, you've already done it on the Switch. You have it a versus mode, the arcade version. You've re-released you get Super Mario Brothers 35. You did Super Mario Brothers on the NES Online. The Super Nintendo has Super Mario All-Stars, so you got that version. So it's like, yeah, re-release the Game Boy Color version. Re-release uh, the, <laughs> the, the NES Classic Edition series on the Game Boy Advance. Release that version, too. Like, it, it doesn't... Like, you guys don't even care about it that much. You guys have done the re-release so many times, so just do it again. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance version of the NES game. Thank you. So I, I don't even see that argument from Nintendo. It's like, well, the licensing fees. Well, like at least put your stuff on there. Like if Nintendo's online service with this thing for fifty bucks had everything that they they made, even like even the Virtual World games can be redone because they really didn't need the three D aspect of it. Like even those can be redone. Just put them in. Either you can play them black and red or black and white. That's it. But even those, you could have select arcade games. You could have every NES game, for the most part, every Super Nintendo one, every N64, every Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. At this point, everything that you've done up to this point. And I think people would have been justified. It would, people were like, that's, that's fair. For 50 bucks, we get Nintendo's entire back catalog going up to through the Game Boy Advance. Okay? And then we can talk about the GameCube and the Wii and the Wii U and the DS and 3DS some other time. Because 
GameCube, like they've already done Super Mario Sunshine. We know it works. They've already re-released Skyward Sword and Super Mario Galaxy. So we know we and GameCube games can work on this system. And the Wii Super Mario Galaxy is an emulated version of that game. Whereas I think Skyward Sword is at the very least support. And it, 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 it's like you start doing that and I think people would have been okay with this announcement if it was done that way. But here it's, it's not enough for people to justify paying $30 more for it. It's just not enough. And people complain about Nintendo's online service all the time with regards to the performance of their games, either Splatoon or Mario Kart or Super Smash Bros. or Animal Crossing or ARMS with regards to disconnects and things like that. It's, it's happened to me. I've been I, Nintendo bans me on for a few hours or so on Smash when their connection kicks me out. So that's that's it's kind of an unfair thing and now you're telling us to pay more I mean you don't have to pay more that's that's the other parts the argument for people are saying well you don't have to get this and you don't but I think the real point is the real point is the option that's out there isn't even worth it to move up so why even do it this way and look people can vote with their wallets and see if they change or wait until they add more games to this thing and then do it I mean personally for me and I said this way back when even here it's I have so many games in my backlog that losing out on 9 and 64 games most of which I've already played and 12 Sega Genesis games a lot of them I've already played too like losing out on those isn't that big of a deal because I have so many other games that it really doesn't matter. So I can save the 50 bucks or the extra 30 bucks. I can save those 30 bucks and just do what I got to do with what I got already. And that's and that's ultimately what it is for me. But for other people, they really were excited for the N64 stuff and some were so excited that they didn't care what the price was and some were so excited that the price has really disappointed them and soured them on it and I, I, I really think that they, whoever is at Nintendo whoever thought of this idea Whoever thought of, of the execution of this idea didn't think through it well enough. Didn't think of it far out ahead enough. Because I think this is not what we're going to get. We know more N64 games are coming. We know that more Sega Genesis games are going to come. I would think. I would think we wouldn't stop on 12 because there's definitely more than 12 good Sega Genesis games on there. And the aforementioned Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is not there. So more is going to come. But they really needed to state that they were going to get... They, that those were going to come very soon. Like, one of, the, one of the criticisms of the current Switch Online service, the $20 ones, 
is that the NES and Super Nintendo games took way too long for them to come out. Like it, I think until this year we got Donkey Kong Country 3. And the Switch came out in 2017. The Switch Online came out in 2018. It took you three years to get a Donkey Kong game on there. A Donkey Kong game on there that we've already seen before on the Wii U and the Wii. So, and the Game Boy Advance. So, why is this taking forever? Because uh, I think for sure Nintendo's already, like, the stuff with Rare and stuff, that's already been worked out with regards to re releasing these old games. I think Nintendo has all of that property. The Donkey Kong characters are theirs. And the games in Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3 are theirs. And really, the only thing from DK sixty four is just like the, the 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 use of the uh, the game jetpack, and that was it, and that's Rare's game. So it, it it's taking it, it took too long. Heck, we still don't even have Earthbound on the Super Nintendo service, and that's a game everybody wants. So I don't know why that's taking forever too. Like, why is that? A th- like why is that a thing is it because of the the guy that made the games I think it's Shigesati Yitoi his licensing of the property because I mean he's Ness has been on every smash and all that stuff I would think that that'd be something that they could have worked out a while ago and and Nintendo has drip fed their service before and I think the way that they need to see things from going forward is the way that Microsoft has has set things up for their Xbox Series X right now and the Series S. The Xbox Series X and S have all the current like brand new Xbox Series games. They also have and they also have pretty much every Xbox One game except anything that really needed the connect, but that's very few games. So all of that's on there. And they have, at least from Microsoft, a majority of the games that they published on uh, the Xbox 360 playable on the series systems of, uh, from, uh, from Xbox. And they have a lot of the original Xbox games that were published by Microsoft on that system. Microsoft, even Bethesda, because I think um, uh, Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind was playable on the Series X. So they've they may not have a hundred percent of their backlog on there, but they have most of it. And 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 really, it it just for them, it's more down to just getting the emulation right, because they're Microsoft is working with three D games. But Nintendo's working with games that were emulated back in the late 90s. <laughs> so, emulating NES, Super Nintendo, Virtual Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games, those shouldn't be an issue. And you should be able to have all of the games that you've made that are your properties on there from start, from the start. Like, those should already be on there. 
having all those on there, a lot of people may even justify the 50 bucks. And then adding the N64 because the N64 is not easy to emulate, but it's been done since the early 2000s. So you can do the N64. You can do the N64 and then you move on to the GameCube and the Wii. And guess what? The GameCube and the Wii have been emulated since the late 2000s. So that's already been done for quite a while now. That's already been done for quite a while. So it's it's just, and you've ported most of your stuff from the Wii U already. So at least they've done a good job with that. So Nintendo needs to do better with regards to having all their stuff at once to give people that that sense of value for it. I'm not saying that, I don't think they've done a bad job of it. I just think they could do better. I just think they could do better. So yeah, that's that's the Nintendo Switch Online service. That's the price hike. They're, Nintendo's getting ratioed on YouTube. They're, they're the video that's announcing the price hike. Now remember, price hike for the optional stuff. They're they're it's fifty dollars for an individual person. It's eighty dollars if you want to do a family plan and share the account with eight other people. And well, I may even talk to my sister because she has a switch and be like, "Hey, one we can split it, and it'd be easier that way." Because you know she has a family and stuff, and likely at some point, who knows, there may be another switch that they could buy there for my at least my my oldest nephew, who's at some point going to be of age. But even then, maybe the switch is out by that point. Who knows? Who knows how my nephew is going to be with regards to video games? But for for me. For me, it's still like if you do the family plan and get eight people to do it, then it's fine. That's like ten bucks a month, or ten bucks a year. Sorry, remember this is a whole year. So I mean, fifty bucks is fifty. It's like it's not that big of a deal in terms of the long term, but people see it from all aspects. Some people do see it from all aspects. It's not just the Nintendo sixty four games. It's not just the Sega Genesis games or the NES or the Super Nintendo or Tetris 99 or Pac-Man 99 or the Animal Crossing DLC. For some people, it's just strictly about the online experience with playing games that are currently on the Switch, that are current releases. ARMS, Super Smash Bros., Splatoon, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Party, and even the, the third-party stuff. You got FIFA, you got NBA 2K. You have things like that on there too, and for a lot of people, that's it's still not good enough. It's still not good enough. Now, for me, Switch Online service hasn't been that bad for me, but I may have a better connection than most people. I'm not sure, but I have good enough connection. And uh, really, my, my most issues I've had are with. Super Smash Brothers than anything else but that may be a game by game thing and but a lot of people also complain the fact that they don't have as many features as you have on the Xbox and PlayStation like on the Switch it's just those games that I talked to you about the DLC that they're going to offer we're going to see if they offer more DLC that might be that might make it worth it for some people maybe they'll get some third party DLCs on there 
that might make it worth it for some people but you don't have basic voice chat that's one of the things I hear complaints about all the time no basic voice chat that's on the switch system itself and I was surprised when, when I, I I looked at the switch system it's it, it, it has a touch screen much like the DS had 3ds had the Wii U had but I like I, 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 there's no microphone for the system and like the Famicom had a microphone the DS had a microphone 3DS had a microphone Wii U had a microphone there's no camera DSi had a, had a camera 3DS camera Wii U had a camera heck the Game Boy Color had a camera so there's some of those features aren't even on the current Switch now it might have made the Switch more expensive but there are certain features from past Nintendo consoles that are not on the current Switch and it has hampered it in a bit with regards to that but then again you can be like well the Series X doesn't have a camera or a built in microphone but you can get a headset and play like that just fine which is what my buddy Doug does when we're playing online together when I'm using my gaming PC and he's using his Series X and look at that we're using two completely different things and we can still do voice chat with each other in game through the Xbox service I can do it that way and yeah Nintendo has a Nintendo Switch Online app and I've used it but it's it's kind of unwieldy it's it's kind of unwieldy and at that point it's like yeah you can use Discord you can use Skype you can use Facebook you can use just regular old talking on the phone rather than that which is what I've done when I play Switch games online with my buddies so I don't even use it through Nintendo and maybe that's what Nintendo sees it's like well why do we need to do that when y'all have so many different options so you can make arguments for both sides people who are apologists people who are or against it I mean for me either way I haven't been that bothered by it to be honest like I said plenty of other games I can play played most of the N64 games played most of those Genesis games okay put in some new stuff and then I'll see put in some some obscure rare stuff not well stuff from rare yes but not but stuff that is rare in in quantity and I may think otherwise but yeah, that's it. That's all the gaming news I cared about. So I'm Francisco. This is the Frank Ops Show. You can follow me, subscribe to this podcast. You could check out my YouTube channel, check out my Twitter, check out my Instagram. It's all on there. Just check the description. And y'all take care now. <laughs>